All right, welcome to episode four of The Hallway. Me and Chris explore several things. So today's 7-Eleven, so make sure you get your free, free Slurpee. We talk about the gay culture, setting boundaries with people, and dab into a little bit of real estate. So thanks for walking down the hallway with us. Hope you enjoy. hallway chris how are you this this uh today this afternoon this evening whatever whatever time we are this fine day i'm i'm doing all right man i'm doing all right in yourself excellent it's sunday 7 11 so july 11th so today's 7 11 7 11 let's go oh is today the day you get the free slurpees and all that exactly exactly All right, I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> exactly. The thing, I remember that when I was a kid. Like, it was 7-Eleven, oh, yeah. take it. Like, they wouldn't give you the full Slurpee cups, but they'd give you, like, the half Slurpee cups. Yeah. So, I got a 7-Eleven right, like, a mile down the road, so I'll probably, you know, take a little walk over there. Yeah, wait, no, don't they, like, let you, like, bring your own jug and just fill it up these days now? What? Yeah, bro, yeah. Uh, it might not be 7-Eleven, there might be another day, but... I remember distinctly there's one of those gas station chains that lets you like bring your own jug and you can just yeah. endlessly fill it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just imagining someone with like a five gallon bucket like going up to the side yes. machine and just that is exactly <laughs> what happened. Oh my gosh. That's what happened? Yeah. Oh my oh gosh. My People God. were like on Instagram and stuff like that doing that. Oh man. Oh. We gotta test it. We gotta test it. That's hilarious. Just see what they do. I don't know, man. If I was a Seven Eleven employee, I'd be like, yo, whatever, man. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, do I stop him or do I just like let it ride? Like, what do I do? I don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> yeah, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> like gas station workers. My brother used to work at a gas station, and it just kind of uh, you just kind of hang out, bro. You just kind of yeah. Hang out. 100%. I thought about working at a gas station one time. It was like I was in between, like, you know, when I was a younger, mm-hmm. I was in between jobs. And I don't know, I'm kind of glad I didn't. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, working at a, I mean, I don't know, if you're a teenager or whatever. Okay. But still, sometimes you get some interesting characters that oh, come into gas stations. Oh, yeah. My brother, he worked at one that was like at the corner of this really odd street. And mm-hmm. you get all kinds of like crackheads rolling in and <laughs> just some weird folks, you know? Yeah. I have one not too far from my house, and I remember it. Uh, the police went over there. It was a Circle K, Ooh. right? So uh, I guess someone tried to rob it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh dang! <laughs> yeah. That's a thing too. Getting a hold that up. is a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. If I was if I was working in an establishment, and I was getting robbed. I'd be like, "Bro, take whatever you want. I don't I don't need it." Like, Insurance. Here you man. go. It's all good. It's insured. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I don't know. Have you my ever... life is not worth. Seventy seven twenty five an hour. Yeah. No, not definitely not. Have you ever been in like a situation where someone's like holding up a place or like robbing and you were in the vicinity or something like that? No, I've never been in a situation. But like, I used to work at a company, like a sports company, Dick Sporting Goods, and people would like try to steal all the time. <laughs> and sometimes they were successful. Like I remember people would like try to walk out with basketballs and sometimes I just wouldn't see him. And yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to do? You know, like, Hey man, put that ball down. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was just one time, a big thing is credit card fraud. So I remember specifically I was a cashier 
and this guy wanted to buy like it was like two gopros so i'm like okay cool whatever Oof. unlock the thing get the gopros scan them mm-hmm. and everything and then um he went to put in his credit card and then it said like oh like it was some guy and then it was like oh like um christina whatever the heck and i was just like uh, okay uh, maybe his <laughs> wife or something like that and as a cashier like you're actually supposed to check ids usually mm-hmm. and then like you know i was just like oh yeah whatever i let him get it and then uh <laughs> they were like oh like you know because it's What's it sucks because if they don't do that yeah then it actually falls back on the company so mm-hmm. i believe the if you know if me if i don't do my job which you know you should do it but if they don't do that like they don't check the id mm-hmm. then it falls back on the company and the company has to pay for it if they you know yeah basically credit card fraud it falls on the company who made the transaction yeah no that, that, that that's kind of crazy the, the chargeback yeah i've like uh i worked with this one machine shop to work on my car and i gave them some parts and they were supposed to have it back to me then like a week or two it took them mm. like three months to get it back and in the third month i said you know what i'm going to call a credit card company and i'm going to have them charge back because this is foolishness and yeah. the second I said that is when he actually started working. <laughs> From the time I said that, it took them a week to finish. And I was like, wow. That's so, baloney, dude. That's so you, baloney. You could have done this in a week. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I really don't want to deal with that. And, like, he verified, you sure you didn't already, like, do it? You didn't You didn't take the money back? And I was like, yeah, no, I didn't. Just get it done. It was just a threat. I didn't even do it. Just a threat. Yeah. That's how you know, like... It's kind of serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure that's a big deal. Like, that's a huge hassle. Oh, yeah. And especially if he's, like, a small, you know, it's not like a large corporation where they may no. have specific people. I mean, it's probably him or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. his partner is. And it's probably a huge deal. They got to pull out all these records. They got to do this. They got to do that. And yep. Yeah. Huge hassle. And then at the end of the day, they do all that work and they still have to give the money back. <laughs> right? So it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, uh, man. I, I actually, uh, I lost my credit card last night or the night before so no did you did you cancel it already no i got some charges on there so i'm gonna give him a call a little later (laughs) okay but you know yeah that boy's gone (laughs) oh man that's tough they make it i think they make it pretty easy where you can like turn off the card and oh yeah yeah it's not bad now you could do it all through the app and all that but i've been lazy i want to see where this person goes Are you then? I mean, do you still have the credit card? I don't know, man. You want to see where you're still? <laughs> it's cool, though. I mean, so I've kind of thought about this once. Uh, if I have a credit card, it's for me, it's it's backed up, right? Uh, yeah. If something happens to me or, or it's not really my money, I can just say, hey, that wasn't me, you know? And then I've seen, I was wondering, like, if I have a homeless person, I'm just like, oh, man, you look like you need some money. I'll just pay off my card, empty it out, and be like, hey, bro, there's 10K worth of available money on here. Get whatever food and shit you need, and then um, I never saw you. You don't know me. <laughs> hmm. And then this reported fraud. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could. But then it's like, wouldn't that be like stealing, though? Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> it 100% would. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in theory you could do that. I wouldn't tell him, like, there's 10K on there, though. I'd be like, yeah. yo, there's, like, 100 bucks on <laughs> <laughs> Go wild. <laughs> this guy goes to Costco and is buying crab legs. Oh, and- uh, not the crab legs. <laughs> 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 but, 
But that would be interesting, though. I mean, so, like you said, the chargeback doesn't hit the the, the bank. It hits the mm-hmm. individual company. So it's just like, hey, just shop at these major retailers. Screw them over because they yeah. have too much money anyways. <laughs> and then uh, we'll help you out because you're obviously homeless. You're probably dealing with some financial issues. So steal from the rich, give to the poor. I'm Dude, just... you're, you're a modern, modern day Robin Hood. That's what, that's what you're... <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm just a facilitator. Modern day Robin Hood. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yo, so the 4th of July passed not too long ago. That was last weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Tell me about your adventures, man. <laughs> My adventures, yeah. So I went to California, which is pretty cool. Newport Beach, which is just south of uh, Los Angeles. So right mm-hmm. on the beach. Mm-hmm. And it was dope, man. Um, the... We went with my, hung out with my girlfriend's brother and his girlfriend and her roommate and they let us stay there and it was a really dope house, man. On the beach, they ended up throwing a party for the 4th of July, so dude, we had we had maybe like 20 people, 30 people, but the thing is, like in Newport Beach, there's like a strip and it's just all these houses that are right next to each other and they're right on the beach and for 4th of July, like everyone was getting crazy, bro. Like, even we were getting crazy. Like, every, the guys were putting, like, the girls on, like, pushing them onto the roof. And, like, the girls are, like, dancing on the roof. Like, eh. Oh, my gosh. And, and we're like, yo, wait. Like, this is kind of a liability. Let's get them down. You <laughs> yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. Alcohol and people on the roof do not mix. Mm, <laughs> no, no. Oh. But it sounds cool, though. <laughs> it does. It does. It was a good time. It was a good time. No, but it was interesting. So I met a lot of people that were originally from California. And I met this one guy who was, I don't know if you've ever like experienced someone like this, but he was, and I mean, I think that I'm kind of like a lot, like Mm -hmm. me, if you meet me as a person and you know, maybe you first meet me and um, I'm a lot, like I'm very like engaging and I'm, yeah, yeah, big, yeah, big personality. But this guy I felt like was big, like a big personality and also unaware. So like, what do I mean by that, right? It's like, he would, he would, say things and do things where you're like, yo man, like, what do you do? You know, I just met you. Like, what are you doing? Right? Like he would, okay. like, I remember, yeah, I remember like I was talking to him and something like that. We had our shirts off cause we're in the sun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he starts like pinching my stomach and I'm just like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like I literally met you like today, like in your, uh, and then he's like, no man, like I'm just messing around, like whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then later on, like, I don't know, he would just like, touch like people like he went behind someone like that he only met like two days before and was like a guy and was like grabbing his chest and like hugging him and like all this stuff and i'm like bro like <laughs> yeah jesus yeah. and i even talked to him about it i, I took him aside because i mean he's a cool guy yeah like he was a cool guy when you talked to him it was just like yo man like when you do those things sometimes you got to be careful because you know people don't always not appreciate that on the same yeah 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 and I think it's, and I think that's really kind of, and dude, and when I told him that, whatever, and you know, I gave him feedback and I was like, Hey, I hope I'm not like too hard on you. I'm really just being honest with you and like open with you on my perspective. And he's like, no, you're good. And then he was like, no man, like, don't even worry about it. And then he leans in to kiss me like on the lips. And I'm like, yo, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, did you not just listen to anything I just said? Like, bro, come on. All right, all right. So, so okay. My direct, like, my immediate thought is, ah, this might be drug induced. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Because I mean, there was some, there was some white powder floating around. So I mean, hey, yeah. who knows? Man? Who knows? California. <laughs> 
No, but I think that's huge. And I think like, so my, my point is with this is, I mean, I guess not a point, but a thought is like establishing boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we as people try to be like nice and like whatever, and we can mm-hmm. like let people do things. Yeah. And I think that it, and it sometimes it's hard, but like, when you if you feel uncomfortable or you want to establish a boundary or you say like hey like this is okay but this is not okay and what you're doing is not okay like it's tough but i think it's important in order to do that so people can you know i I think respect you like respect you know you personally yeah to understand the relationship because sometimes you can you can kind of slide on that one like if you if i don't see you very often and i know you're a certain type of way i'll just be like yeah okay I'm not really hoping to build much of a relationship here, so you can go ahead and you know grab my belly for a few seconds or whatever, and I'll never see you again. It's cool. Uh, and then other times it's ah okay, we're kind of we're gonna be friends for a while. Maybe I work with you or something, and I see this attitude, and I'm just like ah, I don't yeah. know about that one for me. So we gotta like like you said, you gotta address it if you want to mm-hmm. proceed further or. Maybe just you're out on vacation, maybe, and you want to continue enjoying your vacation without that. <laughs> just like, hey, hey, man. Yeah. In order and the thing is, I thought he was a cool guy. And that's why I was trying, like, when I was talking to him, it's not like I was saying it in front of everyone. I was like, no. hey, man, like, come to the side. Like, hey, like, when you do these things, like, it, I know you may be joking, but the example that I use, it's like, oh, when you pinch me, it's like, okay, like, are you saying that, like, you know, and he's doing it in front of people, so it's like, okay, are you saying that, like, I'm chubby? Like, you know, that that's how it can come off, and mm-hmm. then people think you're an asshole now, and they don't want to talk to you because you do these little things, right? Exactly. So yeah. No, that's why I, I like, when with me, when I start to meet someone new, you kind of just, got, like, you roll into it slowly. Yeah. I mean, hey, shit, I might get into the, I'm going to grab your belly, I mean, I, I, never done that to you i, I don't plan on yeah, it hopefully yeah. but <laughs> yeah. but you know you got to feel out the situation and then mm. you, you don't just dive that deep right from the jump it's even like with girls when you're talking to a girl for the first time or you know breaking the the physical barrier with a girl for the first time it's yeah i'll take my time i'll give you one of those you're not just gonna like straight up grab her tit you know no. what I mean? like, you gotta wait for a second no <laughs> way no no i'm gonna hit you with the the laughing like slap on the shoulder or whatever yeah, or a high five or a fist yeah. bump or you know yeah. casual low key that's actually out. that's actually really interesting like physical escalation mm-hmm. and i think you know when you when you're talking to girls physical especially if you're trying to establish some sort of uh, you know sexual relationship right whatever if it may be you know oh you guys are just hooking up or you want to be your girlfriend whatever i think mm-hmm. physical escalation is one of those things that guys kind of forget about and never like push and pursue or mm-hmm. I, I think it's either two extremes i think guys don't break that barrier like you said mm-hmm. or they're going too far too soon yeah 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 the media because, usually doesn't yeah. exist not easily you gotta i agree work it and like i don't know i usually hang back more mm. I'm, I'm the hang back type just because i want to make sure everyone's comfortable because the second you're not it's over <laughs> i agree so, I mean, I, and, and I think it depends on the situation, right? Like if you're, if you meet a girl out or something like that and mm-hmm. you're like gaming her and you guys are talking and, you know, fist bump, high five and like these little things. Yeah. The, in order to like make sure, this is just my experience, but in order to make sure that you're like establishing like, hey, like, you know, we're not just friends. 
mm-hmm. you need to like escalate physically. So it's like you start with these small things oh, and yeah. like, you know, you're making jokes, you see if she's touching you and then you kind of like make mm-hmm. your touches more sexual, but it's not like a, you know, like I said, you're not like grabbing your tit or whatever, no. but like, you know, a small, like a small touch, like on her back or like, you know, but, and you're not, your hand isn't there forever. Yeah. You're just kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, real whatever. Quick, and then real light, mm-hmm. just a mm-hmm. quick little thing. And it's all about reading the feedback from it too, because mm. especially the first few ones you want to, you, you lay it down and then you watch the response. If it, the conversation's still flowing, we're still continuing what we're doing. And there's no obvious like, Oh, uh, pull back, yeah. touch me or like, like straighten back, like looking weird, like, you got to read the signs because definitely the whole thing, everything's a transaction, right? So mm. I'll give a little bit and then I'll, I'll review what happens when I give a little bit. And it's like, mm. it's, it's an escalation. So I'm going to escalate a little bit, make sure that's okay. And then wait for something back or, you know, there's a time frame in between hitting the next level, but you know, you kind of, you give and you take and you give and you that's take right. until you get to a point where you want to be or where she wants to be. And then it's, it's whatever it is from there. We're either on the same page yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's I love it. One. I've been. I've Man, been on we all we got to read. <laughs> what was that? I've been on all sides of that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think every guy has like it's. I think it's one of those things like you don't you don't know unless you like experiment and you do it. Oh yeah. Like you have to like go and Try. do it. Yeah. Like it, and, and it's funny like guys. Guys are like, oh, like, you know, talking to girls is hard or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, how many girls have you talked to in the past, you know, month? <laughs> Two. And it's like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it, you want to get good at basketball. Okay, like, you know, if you play once a month, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to get good at basketball. No, right? but you got you to gotta be out there. You got to be out there. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing. For a long time, I wasn't a trier. I was just a, I'm going to hang back and like, oh, man, she's cute. And then just, you know, say it in my head or say it to a buddy and then nothing ever happens. And yeah. it's like, you know, you got to have some courage to, you know, make something happen or at least attempt or, you know, just, you don't even have to say hi. Sometimes just a, a physical, a, a, an IQ or something. Just be like, hey, okay, I've, I recognized you. We recognize each other. And then, hey, that's a start to something else. Maybe, maybe not. Mm. But starting. There's... There's a, so I read, I read this book, I think I told you about it. And for people out there that are interested, it's the pickup community. It's, you know, it's a whole thing where you go and pick up girls and some people hate it. Some people love it. I think it has its goods and its bads. But, um, in one of the books called the mystery method, he says there's like a two second rule. So Mm. based on your scenario, if you see a girl's cute and you guys make eye contact and like the eye contact that you make is like, you know, when you like make eye contact with someone and you're like, yeah. Like, okay, cool. Like when that happens, he calls it the two second rule. You immediately need to go up and talk to her without Mm. hesitation. Because what that shows, if think about this for a second, right? What that shows, if, if you make eye contact with her and you're not immediately like going to like go talk to her or whatever, and you're hesitant, like she gave you the signal, like that was a signal that she's giving you for you to go talk to her. Okay. And if you don't do that, then that shows, like, like you were talking about earlier, that shows that you don't have the courage yeah. to go talk to her. And if you don't have the courage to go even talk to her, <laughs> right? Either yeah. one, you're not interested, or mm-hmm. two, you know, you might not be interested, and that's fine. Or two, like you just, you know, is she gonna want to be with a guy like that doesn't have the courage to go even talk to her, right? <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I think it, it depends too because I've been in a situation where the eyes have been passed and exchanged mm. but like I'm with a group of friends and she's obviously with a group of friends so the eyes will will regularly shift over and I'll be like oh and then you know we'll exchange that for like 10 20 minutes because we're like in our groups of friends but oh, then okay. you know maybe the group of friends will go off or she'll go get a drink or I'll go get a drink and it's just like ah okay I want to move in here now and okay the signal's been made but I was waiting for a second uh, for myself I mean and it sometimes doesn't happen sometimes it doesn't happen mm. But so you're saying so you're saying you were in a, this is interesting. Let's break this down. So you were with a group of friends, and she was with a group of friends, and you guys made eye contact. You said over a ten or twenty minute. So were you guys sitting? Where were you? Were you guys sitting down? Were you guys at the club? Like what was? So like what was the? She was at the bar, and I was sitting uh-huh. down at a table with some friends. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. the 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 dynamic wasn't like fluid. Like people weren't just like no, walking around no, no. and yeah, yeah. not okay, like okay. the club. We're, we're all moving. No, 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 it was like we were in separate parties. Like obviously in separate parties, and mm. we're the contact is there, and the contact happened multiple times. So like. It was something like, okay, she definitely noticed me, and I definitely noticed her, and she... And you guys noticed each other noticing each other. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's a key part, too, because sometimes eye contact is... It's nothing. Sometimes it's like... Yes. A quick look, and no, it, it didn't actually mean anything. There was no acknowledgement in your eyes. It was just, mm-hmm. I was scanning the room and I accidentally hit your eyes. My bad. So then, so she was at the bar with a group of friends. You're sitting at a table, and you saw that she, like, separated to go and then that's when you got up and you went and you talked to her and then i made a smooth move i was like ah okay she's hitting the bar i'll go ahead and just hit the bar yeah, same time. perfect initiated perfect. conversation boom and that right there is when the eyes like the the the, the two second rule i think it didn't work in that scenario but mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it, everything's different everything's different so, of course yeah. yeah each situation like is unique in itself yeah. And I think like what's important too with at least from my experience as well is getting her friends on your side. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I 100% believe that. The yeah. the reason why I didn't approach cuz I was also doing my own thing with my friends and I wasn't entirely mm. just trying to, you know, but I've been in the situation also where there's a group of people and I'm with a group of people, but it's more party scene, more club scene. And then mm-hmm. fluid I, things exactly. are a little more fluid. Mm-hmm. Things are fluid enough that I can just walk up to a random group of strangers and I can make friends with all of your friends. And then I could pinpoint you and say, you know, I, while I'm talking to your friends, I make enough contact with you either physically or visually so that you understand that like I'm here talking to your friends, but I've kind of got an eye for you. So, you know, mm-hmm. and if it's responded to, if it's picked up on, then okay, I stopped talking to the group of friends or we're still all hanging, but I kind of shimmy in that general direction and open yeah. a side convo and go from there. Perfect. Yeah. That's actually backfired on me before. Oh, and the reason too. why I say it. Plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of times. Oh my gosh. You know how many times she has a boyfriend? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, boyfriend. That's what, I, that's what I think is cool. That's what I think is cool. Like if you open up the group, yeah, you can almost figure like, they call it like opening sets, right? So you're opening sets of, of women, like, you know, mm-hmm. twos, threes, fours, whatever it may be, a group of people, like you go, you can open up men as well. Yeah. And when you open up the set, you're, 
you can figure out the relationship dynamic that exists by opening up everyone yeah instead of like you know oh well i want to talk to her but then like okay her boyfriend's here or maybe they're friends with benefits or maybe mm-hmm. you know Something some other dynamics someone. going on uh-huh yeah and yeah. Then you can kind of yeah figure it out it happened to me the and what happens day. is oh yeah 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 i was with uh i was just chilling at the bar my usual spot mm-hmm. and this guy his girlfriend or something i didn't know the dynamic at the time it's mm-hmm. two guys two girls and then this one girl and I was like, okay, so let's figure this out. There's two guys. I don't know who's obviously with who, but one of them might be, must be, right? So I roll in and break up the group and say, hey, okay, everybody, let's let's you know, do shots. Everybody want to do some shots? Break up the group. We all have a good time. Classic shots. Classic shots. <laughs> you just open it up, bro. Open yeah, it up. Yeah. And then we're chilling, and you start to feel out who does the side convos with who. And then mm. you're just like, ah, okay, you guys seem closer together than these two, and you mm. don't seem close with that person. And you kind of learn it. You learn it. And then you decide what you want to do from there. Definitely. No, man, I've, I've done it where I've opened sets, and I think two things where they backfire. One, the guys are, like, if there's guys in the set, they aren't receptive to me. Yeah. So they are, like, resistant Mm-hmm. And then that can, you know, kind of be like a deal breaker, right? Because if they're in a group and their group of guys is like resistant to you, yeah. then you're like, okay. That's why it's almost like when I open a set with guys, I try to like, w- like I show that like, hey, I want to talk to you guys. Like I want to talk to the men, yeah. right? So I open up the men, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, like we're cool. Like talk about whatever, boom. Yeah. And then you can kind of like, once you've infiltrated it with them, the girls aren't going to leave the guys that they're with. No. So then you can, then you kind of open up the whole set yep. where you, you know, it's but then, which, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes there's gay guys, right? That are in the set. Yeah. And at least what I said earlier, you know, I always try to open up the guys. So, and sometimes <laughs> I guess, you know, maybe I come off, I don't know, dude, maybe I could. I don't think I come off as gay, but sometimes maybe my, the fact that I'm enthusiastic, maybe yeah. that can be, uh, but dude, every single time, like gay guys, dude, gay guys love me, bro. Gay, like <laughs> I will open up the gay guys and then the girls are like, oh yeah, okay, this guy's gay and he wants to talk to this other gay guy. Like, uh, great. And I'm just like, uh, no, no like not the <laughs> I scenario. just want this gay guy to think I'm cool and then, you know, I'm going to talk to you guys, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've fallen into that one one or twice. It's just like, you know, I'll come hang. I'm cool. I have nothing like, you know, we can hang, but hey, man, just, I'm not here for that. Not, I mean, you're cool and all. You're obviously a, probably a pretty cool guy because you, you were able to accept me into the circle for a second and we can mm-hmm. kind of chill and vibe, obviously. So you're probably a cool person, but I don't swing that way. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm not interested, like, you know, in other yeah. men, like sexually. Right? Yeah, yeah, but when we were at um, um, uh, the festival the other day, that mm-hmm. one guy that that one guy was he was he was gay and he was like so so what are you about and I was like what do you mean what am I about which guy um he was from like Fort Lauderdale he had a shirt off he had a, a Texas tattoo on his back oh that's right with the taller guy who was from yeah. like New Zealand or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay the shorter guy he was like yeah bro I love your energy and I was like yeah we're we're cool we're hanging out we're all hanging out listening to music and drinking or whatever having a good time I mean and you know it's a festival so everybody's a little touchy feely with everyone and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's just like so what are you about and I was like what do you mean what am I about <laughs> and then that went down the you gay 
<laughs> and I was just like, ah, no, 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 not really, no. But we, yeah. we can still. Hang and what out. was his response? He what was, was like, his response? Oh, okay, okay. Just kind of like you know, brush it off, and he. We continued to have a good time. I mean, he hung cool. with us for a long time. Yeah, they did. We yeah, they a, did. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, they that, were fun. That's the attitude you kind of you know have to go down with that. Just we're all hanging out. It's all it's mm-hmm. all good. We don't have to, you know, the tension. Of and just because you're gay doesn't mean like, and I'm not gay doesn't mean like we can't exactly doesn't mean we can't hang out. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh, Unless you're like you're just on the hunt, and you know, if you're on the hunt, then and I'm not something you're looking for then hey keep hunting elsewhere that's all you yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah guys do the same with girls it's, hey you're taking or whatever or you're not down with me alright I'm on the hunt tonight sorry I'm, I'm not looking yeah. for you I'll see you later <laughs> or not <laughs> let's see dude in the gay culture um, at least the culture that I've seen like I, I go and maybe this is only you know my personal experiences but Whenever I like talk to a gay guy and he thinks that I might be gay, they seem pretty forward. Yeah. Like from the most part, it's very like forward, like, Hey, let's hang out or like, let's, mm-hmm. you know, they're very mm-hmm. like interested in like escalating. Yeah. And I even, I even do, cause you know, me and my dad do like pest control. We did pest control at this, um, at this gay bar that's uh, in Ivanhoe village over there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. dude, you walk into the bar and it's like. You know, to the right, there's like a bowl of condoms. There's a vending machine in the back that's like, you know, yeah. dick enhancer and like all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm just like, wow, like this is the sexuality. Wow, is very open. forward. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's very open, and that's that's it's cool. I mean, that they're able to do that and have yeah. that, you know, open culture like that. Because I guess when you know when, especially I, I would just say men like we're more sexually forward than women. Yeah. Um, so maybe like if it's gay men and we're, you know, very forward sexually, then it's like, hey, we're both forward, right? All right. There let's you go. get her done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. No, I definitely see that from the, from the culture that I've seen. It's all right. We're both here for the same thing. Come on, guys. I mean, hey, yeah. I, I might be looking for love too, but I'm also looking for this majority yep. of the time. So, hey, yeah. every gay guy that I've ever encountered that has had interest in me it's been direct. It's been mm, mm-hmm. like, like you're saying, it's just, I know what I want. Do you want the same thing? No bullshit. No yeah. bullshit. Hey, honestly, if life was like that, like with girls, I would be, oh. I actually, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I no. had experiences with women where if she's, and maybe this is just my own psyche, but mm-hmm. if she's too forward with me, then I like if she's too forward with me, I kind of get turned off a little bit. Mm. Like how soon? And, and that's, I would say, like how forward is too forward for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I guess for me, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of like PDA. Mm. Like, like I don't mind. You know, if, if I meet a girl and like we make out in the club, it's like okay, like you know, I'll make out with you 10, 15 seconds. Cool, awesome. Okay, but I'm not gonna sit there and like, you know, make out with you and like I don't want you like grabbing my dick. Like, <laughs> you know, like I don't know. I just and if and I, and I think what you said earlier, like too soon. Mm-hmm. Like if I haven't had the opportunity to like talk to you and like you know maybe even like game you a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like I've at least for me, it's almost like I feel like I didn't work for it. And like, 
and it's like, oh, you want it. It's almost like you want it too much. So it's like, okay, it's like there's something else going on here, you know? Because mm. I, I almost think of it this way. It's like if you, if you like want me that bad, it's almost like, are you even worth like pursuing? You know what I mean? It's like okay. it's. And it's hard, and you know, maybe I'm not describing it correctly, but when I think of it, I think of it like money. Like when you earn money, you treat that money a lot more value. Like it's yeah, it almost has a lot more value to you. It does. It or if does. you you like earn something, whereas if you're just given something, like if I work hard to you know save up ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, like yeah, I worked hard. Like this is my ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And if like you're just given $10,000, yes, they have the same value. Yes, you know, you can spend the same amount of things, but I think your feeling towards those two things would be different. And I think that that's how I feel like if a girl's too forward. It's it's almost like okay, like you know, and and if she and if she does want it, and again, this is me personally. Yeah. If she does want it, I would rather her be a little more subtle. You know what I mean? Like Okay. You know, where she's kind of giving me signals and it's like, I have to like pick up on that and I have to, you know, and it's almost, it's almost like a leading thing. I I almost want to be the leader. And if you're like leading like too much, it's kind of like, whoa, like, you know, I don't know if I, yeah. Yeah. So that's my two cents on that. I get that. What do you, what do you think? I think that, that, that kind of stems from like, uh, our need to play the game a little bit and Mm. the need to, like you said, be led, but also lead. So you want to play the game in the sense of I want to continue to read you and see what's going on so I can see what's going on and then I could guide the conversation or I can push it this way or push it that way. Control in a way. Exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of guys feel the same, but me, myself, I'm actually on the other side of that one. Um, Yeah. If a girl comes up to me and says, hey, me, you, right now, I mean, for me, that's that's it's <laughs> right as rain. It's it's clear as day. <laughs> I, I don't know. I gotta like. Uh, it also depends on the timing too. So if I just met you and I don't know, say we're like we shared one drink and cool. we're just chilling. Say the atmosphere is not a club environment. We're just like a bar, like yeah, chill. We're yeah. at a chill bar. We're at one drink and it's just like, oh hey, yeah, you, me. Let's do it. Take me home. I was like, oh, that's a little too soon. It's a little too soon. Yeah. And it's like, if she said it like that, I'd kind of be like, whoa. But if she was kind of like, hey, like, I guess it's the way, it's not like what you're saying, but it's how you're saying it. Yeah. If she's like, if she's like forceful, that would turn me off. But if she's kind of like, hey, like, you know, I I think you're, you know, really cute. And, you know, I'd be, I don't know. It's like the way that she would kind of like, yeah you know, gives it, yeah. I'll kind of be like, oh, okay. How are you proposing? Well, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But if she's like out here like, yeah, like grabbing my dick. Aggressively. Jump for a second. You're not used to that. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. I, I think I've, I've had the other approach where it's just like, uh, we'll have a drink and we'll, we'll hang out all night. Like me and you were talking the whole night long. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the night, it's like, Okay, the cues are obvious. All right, let's go ahead and make it happen. But mm. then I've also been in the scenario where, okay, it's, I don't know, 1130. Things are starting to wrap up. And you just come in and it's just like, ah, you just got here. And 
maybe I've here or I just got here and we just met each other, but it's already really late. Then I think the timeline starts to escalate a little bit. So things, mm. of course, get mm-hmm. a little bit more, it's a little faster, but yeah. we work to the same thing and it, it, we still have a little bit of play in there and it's okay. But then there was one time where I did it and it was 1230 and I'm just chilling. I'm I'm here. I've already uh, been passed up like four times. And I'm just like, all right, it's getting late. It's getting late. It's time. To I spent st- enough money. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. I spent enough money. It's, it's either time to start just throwing them out there, being direct, keeping it real, or go home. You know, so I'm just like, hey, okay. And I started throwing it out there hard. I went for it and I said, hey, you, talking for two seconds. All right, not two seconds, maybe like two minutes. We have a brief conversation. Two seconds. You want to fuck? You want to fuck? You want to fuck? Yes, no, yes, no. What do you need? <laughs> Who wants to fuck? Ah, come find me. <laughs> two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah, anyway. uh, but like up two minutes in, right? We'll, we'll have a yeah. conversation. We exchange names and a little bit of talk of where you're from or whatever. Cool. And then we'll have a brief moment in there where maybe the conversation just slows down or stops for a second. And if the language is there just in those two set in those two minutes, and I'll do the lean in, I go for the ear and I whisper and be like, Hey, Hey, let's be real here. It's getting late. <laughs> what you about? <laughs> How many times has that worked? How many times has that, has that worked for you? It has only worked twice. It is only twice? twice. Out of how many would you say? I say that I've probably thrown it maybe six times. Okay, that's yeah. that's fair. That's a fair. Uh, it's not bad. That's a fair score. That's thirty three percent, right? If you keep it real, some people are just as motivated as I am, but they're not mm. going to be as bold. But you know what? It's late enough. I've had enough to drink, and I I don't want to go home. Yeah. Alone. Alone. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Well, okay. My thing is, I don't like bringing girls back to my place. Not just yet. I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm a, hey, take me home with you. Yeah. And they're more comfortable at their place if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're, they see that I'm kind of okay and not like an axe murderer or something, he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, speaking of your own place, you're, you're getting a house soon. Yes, sir. It is happening. It's in the That is works. so exciting, man. That is oh. so exciting. So as a, as a first time home buyer, like talk about, you know, talk about like the process. So like, how, how are you feeling? Like what happens? Stress. You know? So this, this 2021 market, this post COVID or almost post COVID market has been insane for home buying. All of real estate has been crazy. I've been struggling to find a property. I've been struggling to get an offer accepted on a property. And when it finally happened, things were moving so fast. It's just like, oh, stress, anxiety. Like I need this document. I need that document. You have to do the inspection. What's it? You know, what's the result of the inspection? I was like, I was, I was one minute. I was submitting an offer. Next minute, it's okay. We're doing here. All right, drop the first check. Drop that. Drop that. And. For me, it was, uh, I don't know, what was it? The, the inspection. The night before the inspection, I'm, I just, I was laid up all night, man. I just, I couldn't sleep. I was like, ah, oh, all right. I went to bed early. I, 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 no, I went to bed at like 
probably 3 a.m., and then I woke up super early, too, so I went to work at, like, 6, and I was just like, ah, ah, inspection day, ah. <laughs> then it came, and the day after, I didn't get the report right away, so the night yeah. after that, I was up all night, too, and just uh, the stress Oh, what did the inspection say? <laughs> I was just like, ugh. And it's an older house, too, so it was all just like, I know there's going to be something, there's going to be something, and it's going to kill me or kill them. And, and now, like, I just got over the appraisal hump. So before the appraisal came in, it's like, oh man, do I have to scrape up X amount of more dollars to like cover this purchase? And you know, in my contract, I said I'd pay X amount more, and it's just like, oh gosh, and it it was straining on my soul to like yeah. have to deal with this in such a small period of time too. Like, yeah, I'm closing in ten days. In ten days, I'll be done. And I started this process. I want to say I started, I don't know, 20 days ago. They're moving. Less than 20 days ago. So I saw the house for the first time less than 20 days ago. And I will be in that house in 10 days. Holy shit. Like, come on, man. Dude, that's the real estate, man. It hits, it hits hard, it's fast. And especially if you've never done it before, it's mm. it's a lot. Well, what about yours? How was your experience like getting your? My place? experience was very similar. Really? So yeah, when I when I got my duplex, it was the offer got accepted, and I was just like, oh shit! And then I was like, what do I have to do now? <laughs> Gotta go find the money. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So they're like, okay, you need this amount of money to the title company. You need to schedule an inspection here. You need the inspection needs to be done by this time. You need to send in all of your documents, all of your statements, Ugh. all of the assets that you have. You, know, you need to put all this money in escrow, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, bam, 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 bam. And then it really becomes real. It becomes real. Yes. And Very it's, real. Yeah. And So you yours know, was all fast too? Even like when you purchased yours, it was pre-COVID. Yes. It was February. We closed February of 2020. So it was right before COVID hit. Man. Yeah. yeah. So it was still like that. And the real estate market was pretty hot then too. And it got Jeez. even hotter yeah. after COVID. Yeah. So it was, it was very similar, but it's scary. It honestly, it's scary. <laughs> Cause if you think about it, you're taking on, I mean, everyone complains about student loans and all this shit. Like no mm-hmm. way, man. You're, you're a mortgage is like, you're signing up for a 30 year contract Oof. that you're going to pay this amount of money yep. for 30 years, which yep. is, the majority of your freaking, which is a good <laughs> chunk of your life, you know? How many people actually see the end of that 30-year mortgage? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to see the end of all of my mortgages. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, it's not 30 years, though. But I plan yeah. on it, too. I'm, yeah, I'm paying I'm paying extra every month, actually. Hey, there you I'm go. paying... Because my duplex, I actually had to get two mortgages. So the way that it... The way that my duplex worked is that it was actually separated. So they had two different tax IDs. So they're technically mm-hmm. two different addresses, two different homes, whatever. Two properties. Um, so I had to get two mortgages. So I have, I've been paying like extra on both mortgages like every month. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So with that, did you have like a, uh, so these two separate mortgages? I, I've seen mortgage packages for a single home where you can do mm-hmm. two mortgages. Uh, my dad was telling me about this thing called an 80-20. So mm. you can get your PMI um, lump sum, the 20%, into a separate mortgage from your 80%, which is your base mortgage. So you only pay the PMI at a higher rate. You can pay it all off in this 20%. And 
and you pay both mortgages at the same time, but the second you're done killing this smaller mortgage, which is 20% of the whole loan, then you have no PMI and you're good to go. You just pay the 80%. Hmm. They call Interesting. it 80-20. I have not looked into that. Um, I would have to look into it. I have no idea. Uh, okay. But okay. Yeah. have you thought about, I mean, looking into that for yours? I just, to me personally, that sounds like kind of complicated. So I'm like, yeah. ah, you know, yeah. I like to keep things simple, yeah. right? Like, okay, I'm gonna just gonna It was pretty pay, complex yeah, so. and not every lender does it, but if mm. you have the cash flow and the flow of cash is there, but say you don't have the bulk to get rid of the PMI right off the bat, or mm-hmm. to do that 20% down, but you really want to get rid of it so you can lower your payment, that apparently is a very effective method if you have the cash flow, hmm. getting the two okay. mortgages. So I'll have, to, I'll have to look into that. I think what I'm banking on is the appreciation mm-hmm. that I've won, the appreciation that I forced into the house, because I, you know, you saw it before where it is now, I mean, it's completely redid it. I think it looks, I mean, oh, yeah. a million times better. Oh yeah. And then two, the appreciation that we've seen over the on the market over the last you know two years yeah right yeah so i'm banking on those two things so with pmi like if you decide to do that cool but you know if you decide to just pay it off and because i know you're going to do a lot of uh remodeling in your house too mm-hmm. if you decide to just like you know do the regular method let's say like i'm doing it then what you have the fastest way to get your pmi off it well the soonest you can get your pmi off is after you've made uh, two years worth of payments successfully. Mm. So you've made two years worth of payments and then that's when the, you know, your lender will say, okay, you know, you can do a, um, it's like a reappraisal and they'll see mm-hmm. how much it's worth. And then if it appraises, you know, and you've you know paid off enough and it increases enough, then you uh, can potentially be within that threshold where you're below the 20% and then they, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So you're kind of meeting you in the middle there. Because usually it's, mm-hmm. you know, you pay up to the 20%. But if you pay up and the property value is higher, then your overall equity is technically now at that 20% or above. Exactly. And then you could, you know, get out of your PMI. That makes so sense. that's what I'm hoping to do. Um, that'll come up, I think, in like March of next year. So, I mean, let's see what happens with this market. You know, anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, if I don't get my PMI off, it's not going to... You know, it's not going to break the bank, but it'd be nice because I think this mortgage is like, I think both mortgages, it's like 40 bucks. So it's 80 bucks total. So, oh, yeah, extra. It's not significant, but like, hey, it's yeah, if if I just get that off and then roll that additionally into the principal, Mm -hmm. like it's just even faster and faster and faster. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, that's that's about around what my estimated was for my Mm. one. So your two split 40 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or 80 bucks. Yeah, it was like 90. 90 was the oh, best okay. thing I wanted. Okay. But like, yeah. So, I mean, that, it's definitely worth it to get rid of it. But, you know. For sure. I mean, it's yeah, it's not going towards anything if you think no. about it. No, it's not. It's just straight to their pocket. That's literally, like, I think the reason why PMI was made, and don't quote me, mm-hmm. I'd have to look it up. But I think the reason why PMI was made was because of the 2008, 2007, 2008 financial crisis. Like, when the housing market tanked, mm-hmm. this private mortgage insurance make sure that you know you're you're basically the the bank is insured in case you come out on your mortgage they have like it's some insurance plan where they can still get reimbursed or it's something like that but it's i i'm pretty sure it was because of the financial crisis so yeah yeah. it it definitely makes sense Uh, another thing i was looking into are these um fannie mae and freddie mac 
uh, government mm-hmm. style loans. So my loan, I think my lender is just a normal lender and he, we're doing a standard conventional 30 year mortgage, right? But a lot of these companies now, they're, they're not actually big banks. They're little guys that just have some cash for a minute. But what they can do is they can actually sell the note or the loan to the government in a mortgage-backed security called a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. They're just two different standards for it. So the government will buy the loan from you, so then the loan is really being paid to the government. So companies can work with a lot lower overhead because they don't have to do a lot of the management and things like that. So my loan, the second it's processed through my bank, it's actually gonna be sold right away. So mm. they lose the overhead cost for managing the loan, all of that, all of that overhead. So they can actually make the loan cheaper for me. And they sell it off right away and the government has it and then the government issues it back to other banks in mortgage-backed securities. I thought that was really interesting to understand because my lender was like, uh, let's just go ahead and check to see if you're approved by Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae. And I was like, what are those? <laughs> what are those going to do for me? Yeah. Am I loaning with them or are they loaning me money or what's what's the deal? And he said, well, we're going to sell your note right away. <laughs> Lose the management. So all they really pay for is the underwriting and the really quick just getting you all together. That's the whole origination fee, all of that stuff. And it makes the company really lean because you have to have the 400, 500,000 for your house. The lender, you only have to have it for 10 minutes and then you sell the loan and you get that all back. And we can just keep doing that and making money off of the money that we have for 10 minutes. I'm just like, how do I get into that business? <laughs> like, <laughs> can I just slap down a million dollars and say, hey, sell that million dollars, buy it back, just keep doing that? People, but people get into notes like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know the specifics, but mm-hmm. you can, as an individual, get into like buying mortgage notes and like selling them. And like, you can even buy different portions of the mortgage. Like, mm-hmm. you can sell. Like you can buy a mortgage, you know, for, I don't know, like, I don't know the specifics, but you can basically like buy the mortgage note and then sell portions of the mortgage note to someone else. And mm-hmm. then they'll be collecting all the interest and then you can kind of get different portions of it. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's quite yeah, a mortgage web. note. It's, like, yeah, you can buy securities from the government and then you buy mortgage backed securities from the government, which are the ones that are backed up by my mortgage <laughs> mm. and it's just it's kind of crazy how the money all this money is fake it's all fictitious it's sitting somewhere in some computer it doesn't actually yeah. exist which is it's all zeros and ones yeah like it's, it's yeah. fiat currency is what they call it and it, it's astounding yeah. to think that like hey man can we just go back to like uh what was it 2001 where we just start automatically rounding up some zeros here and there and (laughs) (laughs) make uh this fake funny money uh show up in my account (laughs) you know man that's what i think but that's why i think like physical assets are just the way to go because this whole fiat currency thing man like if holding holding cash i think is important if you're looking to make an investment Mm -hmm. um, in something but at the end of the day, you know, your cash is always, you know, obviously you should have some cash for emergency purposes. Yeah. But I think cash at the end of the day, man, is just losing value. And it's, I mean, like you said, it's fiat, it's fake. Like yeah. money is fake. We all just agree that it's, you know, has value and that's mm-hmm. why it has value. But money in general is the government says it's 
you know it's worth this. They, we use it, so we use it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Until the people. And that's why it's like you need to, you need to roll your money into assets, man. Like always, always be buying yeah. assets, and that's that's, that's why I think thing. you know stocks, bonds, real estate. Like, yeah, the property, the property is real. It is physical, but the stock market, hey man, it's not actually yours. I, my boss told me the other day, he's like, oh man, Samsung went down three points. We lost money. He's like, no, you didn't. You didn't sell. <laughs> nothing happens yet. It, no, it, nothing happened. Literally nothing really, really happened to your money. It's still the same amount of money in there. It's just until you pull it out, it's worth the exact same. Yeah. To and even it. the gains, right? The gains are... It's, yeah. You can have gains, but if they're unrealized, so exactly. they then they don't exist. I mean, it's... That's yeah, I mean, you're... you're on, on, on paper, it says you're worth this much, but yep, yep. you're technically not. Unrealized, yeah. That's what happened to me. So I I was submitting my documents to the bank saying, yes, I have this amount of money. And I had a large sum of it in my investment portfolio. And they were like, okay, this is great, but now you need to liquidate this. And I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to use this for the sale, you need to liquidate it. And I was like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. But... I'm going to wait till the very last minute because my shares were doing very, very well. And mm, then mm-hmm. I was able to queue it out the right time. So I still made decent profit on everything that I sold. And it, it, it just, all of it was funny money to them and to me, which makes sense. It doesn't yeah. really exist until it's liquid. Yep. But even then. And even then, like, yeah, even <laughs> then liquid is like. Yeah. yeah. Sitting on a CD in a bank somewhere. Like, what, what's going on here? Freaking hyperinflation will eat that shit up in a minute. Like, it's could you insane. imagine? Could you imagine? What was it in in Germany? Uh, I forget. I think it was after mm. the World War or something like that. Yeah. Like they just had like bricks of money that you know they would burn. Barrels. They would burn the money. Ugh. They would burn the money in order to use it to as a heat source because it was that worthless. It's cheaper than buying wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was this one oh picture I saw in. Um, it was like economics class or something like that, where you had these like three little kids. It was it was like a comic sketch or something, a really really old one. After the war, they said the mom sent the kids to get bread or something or milk from the store, and there's like okay, uh, you go in the backyard, scoop up some money in a wheelbarrow, and take the wheelbarrow down to the store <laughs> to get a loaf oh of bread. <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> At that point, it's just like, all right, guys, come on, come on. But you can't say, like, how do you correct that without totally destroying everything? Because I have $10 million in my backyard, but it's worth absolutely nothing. Do I just, how do you hit the reset on that? You can't just say, sorry, it's not all worth that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could look up how they reset their system because they're doing okay now, but... I mean, it would have to be, you'd have to restructure everything. I mean, potentially even abandon the currency itself. Yeah. I don't know exactly which currency. I mean, it definitely wasn't the euro, but maybe they abandoned that and adopted the euro. Maybe. So, maybe. Yeah. Allow them I mean, to if you translate over or something, you know, mm-hmm. you bring your 10 billion in your backyard and you convert it now into X, which is more stable. Mm-hmm. Currency trading exactly. is another thing, too, that a lot of people are getting into. They're getting into it, but it's like you gotta be, man. I don't know if I would do it. I mean, it's <laughs> you gotta watch I, it. It's tight. Yeah, but can't you set up a program to do that for you? Shouldn't you be able to? 
so you could there's a lot of very interesting things about that i uh i was doing yeah. some research with my buddy on how mm -hmm. we could programmatically buy and sell stocks based off of uh a few of the simple principles with like the rate of change over time and uh, very simple analysis of uh, historical trending when it comes to bigger companies like amazon and and apple with a lot of like history in the market so we analyzed the the volatility rate over a period of time and the change year by year the change month by month and then we wrote a very simplistic program that allowed us to kind of decide whether to buy or sell based off of the current price and it also took into account you know this years of history and mm. we ran a simulation just you know with historic data and we let the program run and we inserted ourselves at like 2010 we said okay data pretend we're in 2010 and pretend in 2010 i put ten thousand dollars on this stock and then program emulate where i would be today and it made some money yeah like, in most scenarios where we had a stock that has grown of course obviously we made a decent bit of money like i'm talking about 30 percent return and that is that year is, over year yeah year over year 30 yeah. percent return and even with stocks that were failing historically and are still failing we, the program still allowed us to make a decent bit of money but there are a few anomalies that lost us like 10 billion dollars so like it, we didn't i know there was some some finicky little things in there just like ah okay so we never went all the way with it but it was yeah. interesting to try to understand what the market would do today based off of history and things like that and mm. uh, you could try to set it up programmatically but you know you throw something like a world war into the mix and the program is not going to know COVID-19 into the mix COVID yeah it's just going to be like uh what 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 is all this no 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 <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I guess the, try. the I guess the way that I would think about it is a little bit simpler. I would almost just have thresholds, right? So yeah, like a like a lower bound and an upper bound, and the lower bound, the lower bound threshold, you would say that's your buy point, and the upper bound thresh point, you would the threshold, you would say that's your sell point. So and these would be all per, you know um, relative to the current price. In addition to the amount of time where it takes place. So as an example, if a stock is trading, you know, at a hundred dollars a share and you, and this is a company that you believe in, that you like, that you've selected that, you know, you're monitoring. Yeah. And if you see that this company like falls, you know, this is where you see this threshold. So if you see this company falls below, you know, let's say 30% or 20 or 30% over, let's say a month's time. Mm -hmm. then that's your buy decision, right? So you're like, okay, we're going to buy. And as you know, maybe you can say, as it continues to go down, we're going to buy more because we believe in this company, whatever it may be. And then, yeah. you know, at some point, right, you, you stop buying whatever, however much you want to buy. And then you have a sell threshold to say, okay, well, if this stock somehow shoots up like crazy, like over the next two weeks or whatever time frame that you say, mm -hmm. it jumps by 30%. Or more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's my sell point. Because what, you know, what, when in history has a stock realistically within the, uh, like within a week or two week period jumped 30%, 40%, <laughs> yeah. where it didn't come back down? Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And then, and then, so your buy and your hold would go over that again. So it would say, okay, now that we've, it surpasses 100 to 130% Mm -hmm. over two weeks, it's like, whoa, this is a fluke, let's sell. And it's like, okay, it's at 130 and then it goes back down to like 90, Mm -hmm. right? You're like, okay, like it went down (laughs) past my threshold, so I'm gonna buy now, right? So you're kind of like, if you know, utilization of thresholds yeah. Um, to, to help you, yeah, to buy so and like, sell decisions. I kind of do that just not as complex, but if like the other day when I was planning to liquidate everything, what I did is I put in a sell order. I put in a sell order at the dollar amount that I was willing to release. And I said, okay, this sell order, it's good for 60 days. So you have 60 days for the stock to hit this price. And once it does, go ahead and just sell everything off. Call it good. And then the same thing when I was getting into this company XYZ, I said, okay, buy order, 60 days, you have 60 days to hit this limit. If you hit this limit, great, go ahead and buy X. Go ahead and buy, buy, buy. But the thing is with, I don't know, with the program I use, you can't like set up the thresholds and monitor the volatility at the same time. You kind of have to do it yourself. But that's what I was trying to achieve with this other program we were building to just know how volatile the company's been in the past to understand our buy and sell thresholds basically mm, yeah yeah but, good luck yeah we'll see i, I think you, you can do it someone will do it someone probably has I, I feel like someone's has already tried yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> golden sacks one of them companies figured it out we're just messing yeah around. probably probably <laughs> oh man that's awesome the money man Love it. So you played uh, you played sports back in the day, right? I think I remember talking about you. You did wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, the good old days. How did you get into wrestling? Ah man, how did I get into it? Yeah, I'm trying to think. That was I was I think it was my sophomore year in high school, and yeah. I think my brother started doing. No, we started doing it at the same time, but I don't remember what pushed us into it, but. It was cool. Oh, because we wanted to do football. But mm. with my religion, football's always on Saturday nights. You know, I was always at church on Saturday nights. So, eh, that didn't work mm. out. Next best physical contact, manly man sport, <laughs> wrestling. wrestling. Wrestling was on Wednesday nights and Thursday nights. So we were cool. And we went into it. We had a good time. The coach was like, oh, yeah, you guys are some big boys. Yeah, yeah, we want you. <laughs> How, how was the was. culture like what was the culture of the sport in wrestling wrestling is big brotherly vibes like it, at least amongst my team it was okay everyone's kind of looking out for each other we're all kind of you know but there was there was there was a click i'm not gonna lie there, there was a click of a few people in there that were kind of yeah we've been doing this for 20 years like they like semi-pro like they were mm. good and so they, you know, they were above us, or they thought they were above us. So there was that, but in general, we were one team, and it, I really liked the atmosphere. I made some good friends. Mm. What about with opponents? So opponents was very similar. I mean, we were, we had to compose ourselves, or else you know teams lose points for acting up. You get benched for, you know, being like not too aggressive. I don't want to say, but just being like nasty about something or going off on someone because it, it happens sometimes you you're rolling around on the mat and hey okay he, he caught me with his elbow or something and some dudes will get pissed off at the opponent they're you know yelling and screaming and going off and yeah and 
flag, bench, get out of here, done. Mm. But in general, it was, uh, you know, because you have to shake hands when you start a wrestling match. It's, all right, I'm going to shake your hand, we're, you know, we're going to get going here. And, you know, I, and you know me, I'm a fun guy, so I try to have fun with it. And then yeah. you know, I was known for this one thing, though, that I thought it was pretty crazy. I didn't know I was doing it until someone told me I was doing it. I was, um, like, I'd get really, like, not aggressive, but i get, when I'm, like, stuck in a, uh, a full Nelson or something like that, someone's got me tangled up, and I'm on the ground, and I'm, like, I'm really working for energy to get out of it. Apparently, I would start to, like, grunt and just, like, really just, <laughs> I had no idea I was doing it until some guy was like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey. And apparently it would freak people out, so I'd be able to get out, you know? <laughs> but it was so cool. I had no idea I was doing it until someone told me. Yeah. And it, Dude, it's like a mind game. Yeah, yeah. Low-key, a lot of it is playing with your mind. There's it's a lot a of misdirection, game. too, you know? Oh, man. Dude, speaking of, like, fighting and wrestling and all that, the McGregor fight last night. Oh. <laughs> man. So many good fights led up to that. And then mm. this guy broke his leg. It was what, like, not even two minutes, was it? Yeah, it was, no, I think the round was almost over. Oh, I think okay. it was, uh, or they might have started the second round, or I, I forget what it was. But it was near the end, because we watched the first round for a decent amount. True, true. Yeah. It was rough, though. Ugh. I, they kept doing the playbacks. Uh, uh, we were in the bar, and everyone's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so I love doing it in the crowd, man. Everybody's there, and it's like, yeah. ooh! Because when they were, I I think, yeah, we talked about it. It's like, he was kicking a lot. He was kicking a lot during the fight. And I think, like, when they do that, that, I mean, that weakens your leg. I mean, probably weakens the bone. Yeah. And you think about it, he's been practicing those moves. So he's been whacking the, 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 what are those, punching bags or, you know, for months. And probably his whole life, he's been, I mean, he's, he's been a boxer for a minute, you know? So... Fighter, yeah, fighter. Yeah, for a while. fighter. Yeah, so was he a boxer? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Right, fighter, but maybe still, I don't know. that's crazy though, man. I know, man. His leg, uh, and he was still. I saw videos. He was still talking shit. Yeah, like when he was getting pulled out. He, he got pulled out by a stretcher, and mm-hmm. he was still like talking all this shit. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy. <laughs> I don't know about you, man, but if my legs snap like that, I'd be screaming and crying. Uh. I even the adrenaline it would wear off real quick. I'd be done. I don't know about you. How do you think you would react in that scenario? I don't know. I feel like it depends on how I would feel. Like because of my leg, I see that my leg is like dangling. (laughs) It's like ah. But I think those guys build. uh, I think uh, guys like us, it's like Mm -hmm. we're normal. You know, normal people, whatever. Yeah. But those guys, I think, build a tolerance to pain. Oh, that one guy with the green hair definitely built a tolerance for me. Yes. Oh, my God. What was his name? That guy, the the fight before, he was literally, like, what did they say? It was, he got, like, 200 hits to the head. Yes. And he kept going. (laughs) To the head. He had no regard. To the head. That's just just insane. Boom. 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 Like, you're watching his head shake, and he just just kept moving forward. Ugh. That's crazy. why it's like if I was ever in a fight with someone and I'm like punching them in the face and they just keep coming towards me, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. That's scary. It's a mind game. It's a mind game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. 
But he ended up taking the L anyway because it was the yeah. the ref stopped it. Yeah, the ref yeah, stopped it. Got his ass beat. <laughs> what a That's guy. Crazy. Hopefully we don't get our ass beat. No, I should be good. No way. So yeah, you're good at wrestling. I, I want to start a comp- uh, combat sport. Yeah, I think I want to start a combat sport. Do it, man. Do it. I think I told you boxing. Yeah, I want to start boxing. Yeah. I'd give it a try. I, I thought about doing like MMA or something like that, but stuff's intense, man. <laughs> it is. It's pricey too. Yeah, it's pricey. that's the thing. You're gonna pay like anywhere from you know a hundred to two hundred bucks a month for proper train. training. Nah. Yeah. It's like I'll go to. My but that's the thing, day. like. Yeah, but that's the thing. If you really want to train, you want to like get the skills. Yeah, you pay the money, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like paying to go to guitar lessons or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's just like I feel like the market for personal training and all that is inflated. Like it's, I mean, the amount of time that I spend with the trainer, you spend an hour with them, right? And I'm paying what two hundred bucks a month to spend. What maybe three days out of the week for an hour? So that's three days out of the week, four day week. That's twelve days, twelve hours. So for twelve hours, I'm paying two hundred bucks. So let's let's work this out. Hold on, I got I got to pull up the calculator. That's actually not bad. I think it's more than that. Yeah, I yeah. think it's more than that. Yeah. So let's go. What did I say? Twelve hours. Yeah, I think those guys get like forty bucks an hour. Ooh. Yeah, see. like that's how much they charge. Oh, 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 per hour. Well, I'm talking like, like yeah. big gyms, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, 12 by 200. What are we looking at? That's 24, 2400. I mean, these guys could be making some money. They could be making some money. Yeah. So, the average cost of MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gyms are anywhere from $50 a month upwards of $200 a month. Yeah, yeah. I went to this one around the corner. They were... 200. I was just like, Ugh. 200. I, I just did the free trial. I had a free trial for like two weeks, and I was like, ah, yes, sounds good. The training was great. I enjoyed it. The workout, it was a nice burn. But then mm. they just they couldn't work with me, man. They couldn't work with me on the price. Mm. I, I asked them, I was like, hey, man, you got any student discounts? Any like uh, company discounts? Uh, any military discounts? Hey, man, just what can we do? They got me down to like, 150 and I was like that's 50 bucks off but still that's 150 mm. a month and if I'm gonna do this year round oh man I mean you gotta I think of it this way right you spend 100 what what do you spend 150 bucks a month on now right alcohol it's like yeah <laughs> so I mean it's one of those things that I guess it depends on what you're into right yeah. if you're if you're into that and it's like that's something that you do and it's like you like it and you enjoy it. You go, you build a community around it. You're building these skills, whatever. Yeah. It might be worth 150 bucks. It might be worth 200 bucks. It might be worth 500 bucks to some people. <laughs> it's what you find um, value but if, in. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on like what you value. Like as an example, you know, you like going out right now. You enjoy like your car, right? So like all these things that, you know, I like. What do I like? I don't even know what I like anymore. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. <laughs> I don't even know what I spend my money. I know I don't even know what I spend my money on. I spend my money on food, really. That's yeah. that's it. Food. It's a big one. Yeah. For Food's me, huge. sometimes like I'll spend some money on some food, and she's like, "Dang, yo, that was a twenty dollar burger. What? <laughs> was it good though? 
eh, it was good, but like, eh, oh, no. <laughs> I got burgers in the fridge at home, man. You know? Exactly, <laughs> yo. I'm telling you, man. Go get some Costco burgers. Yes. Throw those things on the grill. Like they're Ugh. just as good, man. They're I've just been as good. doing. You know what I was thinking about doing? You know what I was thinking about doing? You know how I make ribs? You haven't tried my ribs because yeah. of your religion, which you know, cool, whatever. Yeah. But I was thinking like. Man, I was thinking about like making ribs or like burgers or something and like putting it because you know my street that I'm on is pretty busy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about like putting, hey. you know, like putting like burgers or like ribs or like something like that and like mm-hmm. starting to sell that stuff. Bro, you know, put up your little stand. Hey, on a good summer's day. Yeah. You roll up, People catch might a be out smoker there. out there, you know? <laughs> exactly. Just my grill, not my smoker, but yeah, I'll have it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, oh, you want a double, you want a single, and then, yeah. you know, ribs I would have to pre-make because they take like four hours, but, yeah. dude, that'd be a nice little side hustle, you know, get some cash. Yeah, yeah. Pop a tent. Maybe I'll know. do it. Pop yeah, a tent. Man. Make it official, right? Yeah. yeah. The tent makes things official. <laughs> Throw a tent up. Get your signs going. <laughs> Oh, man. get your awesome. website set up for you bro i got you do this that's right that's right a little google maps you yeah, know yeah yeah a little shopify yeah. <laughs> you want to start shipping you call it a Honestly, shipping <laughs> bro that's shipping money burning. though drop shipping or just starting online companies in general there's yeah. some money to be found i met some very interesting people uh what was it friday night at the bar they're starting this company Oh, man, what was it? They're starting something. I want to say it was crypto. And they were looking for some engineers, some developers. And I was like, hey, here's my number. Here's my LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be fair. Are they trying to create another currency? Or what are they trying to do? I think they were starting their own currency. I don't remember the exact specifics, but I gave them a phone number. You know, that's another thing. I love networking, man. I love networking. Especially, it's fun. You never know who you're going to meet. Oh, you meet so many interesting people. And I think here, especially, I've met so many software developers and engineers that are, like, really involved in cool projects. And mm. it's it's been interesting. Like, the people you see downtown, they're either, like, one of two. They're either engineers that are just, you know, partiers and ready to get out. Or they're, like, the artsy-fartsy people, you know, to put it plainly. <laughs> the artsy-fartsy. I met those two spectrums of people every time downtown every and time. what do you enjoy more who do you like hanging out with more so i'll hang with the artsy fartsy people they'll they'll tell me my um my uh what are those things my uh, astrology, horoscope my horoscope all that stuff and it'll be great we'll hang but then i'll hang with a software developer downtown and he'll break down his product to me and like he'll show me some of his code I've, I've literally sat at a bar and this dude has showed me some of his code and we like we problem solved together for a second and wow i'm telling you it is just so cool to you have should charge for that. that i know you should charge for that consulting <laughs> come on man You're like by the way you owe me a drink <laughs> yeah at least one <laughs> or the venmo whatever works yeah <laughs> but awesome. i don't know I've, I've had some good times cool mm. Cool. So, episode four in the books. Chris, it's been a pleasure. As always. Please, those that are listening, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, follow our podcast, uh, and we'll see you guys next time. All right. Be easy. Peace.